You're listening to Relationship Coaching with Rachel, episode number 54, How to Manage Your Emotions. So you might be wondering why you would want to manage your emotions. Well, first of all, when you manage your emotions, you're able to forgive and let go of your past. Your past does not have to equal your now or your future. When you manage your emotions, you'll feel more empowered. You do have control over your emotions. You'll be able to make better decisions. If you get stuck in this decision fatigue, you don't feel like you can make decisions, learn how to manage your emotions. You'll stop taking things personally. You'll stop feeling angry, guilty, regretful, and resentful. And you'll create new, healthier patterns in your relationships. Now, I've talked about this before, and I've seen sent tons of emails out, and you probably see it on social media. But just as a reminder, your emotions can be changed, and they only last about 90 seconds or less. And emotions, remember, they're just vibrations in the body, and they're very short-lived. So just like we can't be happy all the time, I know there's this myth out there that we're supposed to be happy all the time. No, 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 no. We feel all the emotions. I want you to be able to be able to feel all the emotions which make up the whole human experience. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be glad. We're just not going to live there forever. Just know that they're always fluctuating. So if you were to recap your day, you would see like these up and down emotions based on what happens, based on like uncomfortableness, based on maybe what you've seen on the news, it's going to drive your emotions. Now, what I really want to touch on is this concept of being in emotional adulthood or emotional childhood. So you might be wondering, well, what do you mean by emotional childhood? What do you think of when you hear emotional childhood? Well, I think of a toddler, (laughs) like just reacting to every single thing, like maybe like throwing a fit, maybe pouting, maybe crossing your arms and sitting back and not talking to anybody. I don't know. That's just what I think in my head when I think of emotional childhood. But the way it was explained to me was it's not taking responsibility for how we are feeling. Blaming others for your, um, let's say, uh, maybe over drinking. Well, there was alcohol at the party. Um, It's their fault that I did some over drinking. Or maybe there was a buffet and you blamed the buffet on the reason that you overate. I don't know. Or maybe someone else was upset, so you decided to mirror that uh, emotion with you being upset. Really, it's emotional childhood. It's reacting to emotions. It's acting out. It's avoiding emotions instead of taking responsibility. Now, that is the undercurrent here. So not taking responsibility for how you are feeling. And, you know, we're not doing this on purpose. I want to remind you 
that, well, my guess is the, that we were not taught how to function in other ways. Maybe you were taught by your mother about how to react. And maybe you were taught to hold a grudge. Maybe you were uh, taught to never apologize. Um, maybe you just like learned it because that's what you saw. And that's okay. Because you know what? You can always change. And a lot of emotional childhood is expecting the world to change so that you can feel better. If you watch the news, you might just get into this like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. <laughs> you know, if you, if you are on social media too much, or if you kind of just fall down that rabbit hole sometimes, you can really get, um, you can start blaming other people, the world, circumstances on how you're feeling. And what that really does in emotional childhood you, that takes your power away. I like to say you're giving your power away, which results in you don't have as much authority over your life. You're just like, here, here's all the power. It's yours. And that I'm going to react accordingly. Maybe I'm going to pout. Maybe I'm going to cry. Maybe I'm going to tell people how terrible the world is. Remember, this resembles the behavior of a toddler. Now, toddlers they get a free pass because really they've only been on this earth for a few years. They don't know any better. They're developing. But as adults, you can change that. So you don't want to have temper tantrums or pout, right? Or sometimes we, we catch ourselves saying mean things. And again, maybe we've mirrored that from our mothers. And the outcome is we don't feel like we have any control over our lives or our emotions. We usually tend to take action when we're in emotional childhood that we end up regretting later on. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I reacted that way. Maybe we yell and blame and just the circumstance, you know, maybe you've had a, a day at work. Maybe your boss is in a mood and then you mirror the mood of your boss. Well, then nobody's in emotional adulthood. Everybody's running around like a toddler, right? But the thing is, we're not toddlers. We do have control over our own brains. We just have to practice. It just takes some practice. And maybe you've noticed that what you've practiced up to this point isn't very helpful. For example, somebody might yell at you, or maybe you accidentally pull out in front of somebody. And as my dad likes to say, they tell you you're number one. And you might feel more powerful to do it back. And yelling back could make you feel more powerful in that moment, but that's going to be real quick. That's not going to last. You think that the world is responsible for how you feel, so now what? Sometimes you're more likely to tell the world how to behave so that you can feel better. And we do that. That's just human nature. But the key is to catch it before it happens. So here's a thought, a couple of thought finders, aka questions for you. And there's just a couple on emotional childhood. Where do you find yourself placing blame? And you can look over the last 24 to 48 hours. I would be very surprised if you didn't find anything. And the second one is when do you feel entitled to something that you haven't earned? Not that you could you could go 
you know, with anything, and all of us are a little bit different, just say if you have decided to uh, take a break from drinking for a month, and uh, maybe you've told yourself that you've had a bad day, okay? Again, that's subjective. Well, when you've had a bad day, maybe you are like, well, I'm just going to go have a glass of wine or a bottle of wine or whatever the thing that you said you weren't going to do. So being entitled to something that you really haven't earned. Now we're going to go over to emotional adulthood. And it's basically the opposite of emotional childhood. But this feels so good talking about this. And basically, it's taking responsibility for our pain and our joy. Now, why did I put joy in there? Because a lot of times I know it's easy to beat ourselves up for the pain or like, whoa, where did I mess up? And for a lot of us, especially if we have got some mama drama, we outsource our joy or we, we don't take responsibility for the things that we've done. And I coach a lot and I ask people, what are your wins for the, for the last 24 hours or for the last week? And they're like, I don't have any. I'm like, not a single one? Like you didn't enjoy yourself at all? <laughs> and I used to be like that. I have to re- we have to remind ourselves because the brain is just going to go to that. Nope, nothing's ever working. It's all terrible. Now I want you to think about emotional adulthood, being responsible for your pain and your joy. So the other thing with emotional adulthood, how do you know if you're in emotional adulthood, is not expecting other people to make us happy. Well, that's a deep one. I'm going to touch on this a lot more later on in other podcasts. Um, and you know, that was my lesson, not expecting other people to make me happy. I get to make myself happy. Okay, whether it's your mom, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kids, really, you get to be happy no matter what. And what, and it's so hard to wrap your head around in the beginning. But it actually works. Really, you're retraining your brain to go like, I'm totally responsible for my happiness. And maybe it's just writing a few things down where you're like, I'm happy because or how did I enjoy myself today? And also emotional adulthood is no longer behaving in ways that that you're not proud of. Like you can stop doing the things that you don't like that you're doing. It takes some practice. And a lot of times it's that pattern interrupt like, oh, there we go again. When you are in emotional adulthood, you're able to delay gratification. That's one of the most important emotional adulthood skills to practice, delaying gratification. And there's this, there's, there's less of a, like a dopamine hit reward and a satisfaction reward when you're able to delay gratification. And another way is not trying to control, I don't know why I laughed, but not trying to control people to be, to get them to behave in a certain way. Y'all, that is manipulation and it's not emotional adulthood. And I want you to take down this statement or maybe later on, if you don't have anything to write with, I want you to write down at some point you get to decide. There are four little words that are very powerful. You get to decide. 
You get to decide is one of the most empowering statements because you do. Again, we love to outsource. Like if another person can just tell me what to do, then I'll know it's the right thing to do. And I've really, that's been my, one of my biggest struggles is like, I, I need everyone else's approval before I can take that. Well, what do you think? Well, what do you think? And actually not trusting myself enough to make my own decision. And I've been working on this with my coach and I get to decide. I get to have fun with it and I get to decide because once you've made the decision, you have stopped wasting time. Emotional adulthood is also owning up to your mistakes rather than blaming and shaming other people. Stepping into emotional adulthood is a powerful skill. And I'm telling you it's a skill because it takes a lot of dang practice. So I want you to look at some of the people, some of the examples of emotional adulthood in your life. So when we're in emotional adulthood, we're, con- we're taking control of our thinking. We're not avoiding, we're not resisting, we're not reacting. What we're doing is going back, we're doing a little evaluation, like what worked, what didn't work, what are we going to do differently? Also, planning ahead of time is emotional adulthood. Holidays are coming up, y'all. So we're going to, some of us are going to be with family that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I will tell you the best way to deal with family, especially if you've got some mama drama and you think that she's just out to get you, I need you to make a plan. How do you want to show up? I know how I want to show up. I'm like, moms say things sometimes that are not true. And she gets to be wrong about me. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on that one. And it's such a powerful statement. So you probably want to know, well, how do I do this? Well, I'm going to tell you, you are going to want to be the scientist. You're going to be this investigator. Test this thing out like you're running an experiment. Now, what happens in an experiment? It needs to be done over and over keep going. They're like, okay, that didn't work. What else? Okay, well, that didn't, uh, I don't know, it almost worked. But I, I feel like it led me closer to what's going to work. We're closer. Every experiment, experiments need to be done over and over. Get the data, facts, and math versus the stories, the fiction, and the drama. Our brains love the drama. Okay, it's our dopamine hit. Some of us like it more than others. I want you to get really, really curious as that investigator or as that scientist. I'm going to ask you to find evidence. Create an evidence list for yourself. Also, I love uh, the idea of a strategic byproducts list. So if something didn't quite work, just say you show up to Thanksgiving and your mom says, quote, mean things. Listen. She's going to say what she's going to say. I'm telling you, she's going to think what she's going to think. And maybe you're like, huh, that's interesting. Hmm. She's wrong about me when she says that, but I'm not even going to go there. What if I just like, I do the nod and smile or like, huh, that's interesting. 
I don't think that's correct, but you get to think that, whatever she wants to think. Some of these things may stick for you and some of these things may not work for you. Depending on how open you are to your own, um, your own growth, right? Because this is about you. This is about changing you. This is not about changing your mom because she's not going to change. We love her in our own little ways, but she's not going to change. And when you can be like, okay with that, that's when you can change. But a lot of times we're like, but she should change so I can be happy. She's not going to. So you having all your happiness, hopes and dreams dependent on what she says, thinks or does, you're fighting an uphill battle. You're just fighting. It's exhausting. So what if you just let it go? Like she gets to say whatever she wants. Isn't that funny? You know, eye roll or whatever works for you. And you don't have to show up for any of it. So with these strategic byproducts, these are little things that like, hey, I didn't react the way I normally would react. And what happened? A lot of times is like that little, that little, uh, the little fire that starts to build, like I'm starting to get mad. It kind of fizzles out within seconds instead of like you're mad for five days. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do a, um, a little action step. I'm going to ask you to explore these concepts on your own, uh, emotional childhood. Again, write down where you're placing blame. When do you feel entitled to something that you haven't earned? That's a good example. And just a little reminder, you get to decide. You have a choice on how you respond and feel about everything. I'm telling you everything. Now, emotional adulthood, a quick little recap on that. How can you take more responsibility here? Okay, just one little thing. You don't have to do like a whole bucket of things and change everything all at once because that typically doesn't stick. Try one little thing. Maybe you can ask yourself, where can I stop blaming? And if you did this, if you made these changes, how would that change the outcome? Or how would the results of what you're getting in your life change? And you know, listen, most people think that the world is causing the pain. So what do we do? We try to manipulate and change the circumstances. We try to change the world and we just can't. We can change ourselves and that's really where it all starts. So I have a little exercise or maybe some homework for you if you wanna try this out. On a daily basis, what are your three most common emotions that you experience? So for me, it was, um, my top three were, Overwhelm slash anxiety, okay? B, excitement. That was the second one. I get excited very easily. And the last one I thought was really, really interesting, weary or this foggy feeling. And then the next question is, why do you think you have these feelings on a daily basis? Again, daily. Like I walk around with anxiety, 
And I'm like, okay, it's the friend that I really never wanted. <laughs> but I also feel like sometimes anxiety kind of pushes me to like, uh, I don't really want to go to the gym, but uh, I'm going to go because I know I'm going to feel better. Once I get there, I'm totally fine. Okay, so why do you think you have these feelings on a daily basis? Okay, I'll just tell you mine. Anxiety, um, I want to do things all at once. I want, I mean, it's, if you could see my brain, it's like 50,000 thoughts and ideas want to come out all at the same time. Okay, <laughs> nice visual, right? Or um, anxiety comes from me telling myself that I can't manage my time well. Maybe I think I'm going to get it wrong. That's, that's been my undercurrent anxiety thought. And where does my excitement come from? I love coaching people. I love it. It's just the best thing ever. My husband, when I owned the yoga studio, my husband used to call me the emotional bartender. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you're just like, you're up there helping people with their problems at the front desk. It had nothing to do with yoga. So I thought that was fun. Um, but yeah, my excitement does come from helping people. Uh, and foggy and weary. This was so interesting to me because I'm like, I don't even know. I really had to dig a little bit deep. And what I realized is that this was typically towards the end of the day when I started to kind of run out of gas. Ask yourself, what would you like your top three feelings to be? Oh, I loved this one because it's so easy for us to go like, oh my gosh, I'm anxious. I'm, you know, kind of all the negative stuff. But let's like, what do you want them to be? Because they're all available. It's like the emotional buffet, right? Um, mine was certainty, calm, and a sense of relief. And then why do you want to have these feelings? Ask yourself, why do I want to have a feeling of certainty? Why do I want to have a feeling of calm and a feeling of relief? And keep asking yourself, what else? Maybe something like acceptance. To, to move this back to the mama drama example, uh, problems that women come to me with approval seeking, which also goes into decision making, people pleasing, attachment, you're attached, you feel like you need to uh, take a step back, you feel guilty, you feel like a dutiful daughter, not able to live your own life, or you should run this by your mom every time you make a decision. Again, this goes back to decision making. So if these tools, this way of looking at the drama with your mama and managing your emotions resonates with you, I want to invite you to schedule your free consultation with me. Let's chat. Let's talk about it. Go to rachelkhudson.com and just click the tab that says work with me. Also on the website, you will see where you can get your free mama drama boundaries guide. I'm giving you some real life examples from some of my clients, as well as myself. I'm giving you some really great questions to ask yourself. And then at the end, I give you a little cheat sheet with some really quick tips, quick reminders that you can save. So go ahead and download that. That is there's a banner at the top of my website to get your free mama drama boundaries guide. Okay, I will see you next week. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Bye.